get vaccinated. No bread, no water, just meat. That's all he wants. That's all he needs. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all are live from the missile silo, son. It's the livest one representing HMG to the fullest. Gats are pullest. Chicken heads be clucking in my back room. You know how we do. <laughs> it's the Friday locker room here. Channelattitude.com. Hameen Media Group. And we're about to break it all down. Will the Florida man arrive? Or did he get shot by a gator? Find out. Y'all Oh, yeah, man. Back in action. Uh, feeling good this morning. I don't know. I was pretty lumped up and bumped up all week long, man. Uh, really feeling it after three weeks on the road and uh, some hard fought matches and, and long road miles and all that, man. But uh, for some reason today, woke up uh, with a little uh, more pep in my step. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Friday morning listen here at HMG. want to say thank you to all the channelattitude.com subscribers, Patreon subscribers, or if you're new here and uh, you heard us on K100 or Cafe de Renee, uh, thanks for subbing because best $5 you can spend is right here at HMG to get all of your favorite uh, shows covered by the HMG soldiers and uh, the, the locker room series and everything else we got going on. I guess uh, we're going to try this week. I know it'll be GGP and I don't know about the other fellas, but uh, get back to doing some horsemen on rumble.com slash conspiracy horsemen. So that'll be Sunday. I'm not sure if we're going live or not, but uh, we're going to record Sunday night. GGP and I, we put out a a poll on uh, at Hameen Media Group of what you would want to see. Group. Sorry. Group. Uh, you know, to see what the top topics would be. We put out four, and I think 15-minute cities won out over World War Three on U.S. infrastructure right now. So, uh, But we've got some good things to cover. Maybe we'll knock out a couple so we can get ahead and not have to worry every night but as the ever-changing landscape of you know society not even you can't say news and media fucking as the planet disruption you know we 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 see the we see the bat signal you know and uh conspiracy horsemen hear you every day uh, we need you guys back we need you back and it's uh, it was such a risk before but um you know not that it isn't now <laughs> and what they can do to you but uh you know, we, we got to talk about these things because our silence is uh exact giving them a win you know and i'm not here to give anybody a big w over a uh, homie media group when it comes to talking about well, what really needs to be said so hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh it was great last night hanging out with the aew self-help group 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 all right that one i meant uh <laughs> fell off the wagon a little bit because i usually don't like to drink during show weeks at all so three weeks on the road meant no alcohol so it was nice to tap the bottle and twist the cap with uh the crew last night man we had a good time watching along i don't even know what happened in the main event uh a cage match somebody almost got their leg broke uh mox is gigging while he's getting a chair put on his back and they're catching it on camera there was a 
a big Annie for next week's big Annie. We'll talk about that. RBV is supposed to be joining me on light the fuse today. So, uh, all the big Annie's you can handle, but, uh, cons out there, uh, you know, doing what he, how he should be presented as opposed to what we've seen the last three years. So it'll be interesting to talk about that in all today's headlines and, uh, you know, uh, everything AEW, uh, some big returns last night as well, but kind of left me scratching my head. So everyone's contacting the boss and seeing how they can get back on TV and, uh, Hey, you never know. Maybe we will too. <laughs> But y'all, always as the work continues, it's been a great week at horseshoegenetics.com. Got a lot of web work to do this weekend uh, to get the new products. We have four of our 10 products. Now it's going to be nine, now it's 10. Uh, organic nutrients hitting the market now. Uh, we've got CalMag, Worm Juice, and PH Up, PH Down, which are not organic. They're uh, chemical for uh, hydroponic growers that always are battling uh, to keep their pH at a 6.5 level for hydro. So great products. They look awesome. I'm so uh, happy that my partners are pleased with the graphic design and it all just came together and it's going to look great. So the next thing is, is Amazon and distribution and some stores that we want to get into and selling it online. So you guys can get the best seeds right now at horseshoegenetics.com and Hopefully by this weekend, nutrients from there too, but I'll also be making a whole entire website separate so it's not a high-risk category alongside the cannabis seeds uh, for horseshoegeneticsnutrients.com. So plenty of uh, work here. Well, my wives pay the bills, you know, so they I can just do websites for fun. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, it, it's, it's always great, man, with the local HMG clients uh, every day being a, a voice for so many different brands and um seeing uh products come to come to you know come to life really from somebody's vision my partner's vision is um cannabis cultivators for for 20 plus years and knowing exactly what goes in our proprietary formulas that nobody else has for organic nutrients and now trying to take a, a piece of a global marketplace man it's a it's an awesome challenge and when you see yeah, you know, a lot of effort start to come together once those labels went on the bottles, man. It was it was very cool. So uh, it was a pretty cool little machine, too, that he bought. Uh, his wife's been doing a, a lot of, um, you know, we, that's what we do. We put our wives to work so we don't have to do anything. Uh, but uh, we had the we had all the bottles filled and now she's putting the labels on one by one. But they come in huge rolls and just a little machine with a foot pedal and some rollers. And you put the bottle in there and there's a, another arm that kind of peels the sticker from the backing and they're big stickers you know uh 9.75 by fives or by sevens rather and uh <clears throat> deuce what what's the over under on cockbetting.com on 9.75 inches god damn pal uh no it's only a seven all right put 50 on it <laughs> 50 million and uh <laughs> And it just rolls the bottle and off it comes perfectly wrapped on onto it, you know. So very cool to see all of our little projects. And even though we're still at uh, a very mom and pop level, uh, it, it's going to take that to a global audience. Just cool stuff, man. So if you're uh, going to need organic nutrients to go with your horseshoegenetics.com cannabis seeds, we're going to have you covered all summer long, man. So big stuff doing around here and uh it looks like i'm off till june 3rd when i'll be back in the ring at uh where immortal championship wrestling in westmerland new york looking forward to that they just announced alex shelley gonna be on the show and doing a seminar as well so uh, anybody out there who wants to 
learn from a guy with a 20 year impact career, pretty much. I think probably now, right? Yeah, well, 2006, maybe. I don't know if he was in at that time, but regardless, the guys uh, more than made for the Motor City Machine Guns. Been cool to be on a couple of shows with them. Always uh, a flavor of ice cream that I don't bring to the show as much. So uh, it'll be cool to have him on there as well. And a, a big, uh, a uh, match for a young kid around here named, uh, I always botch his name, but that's Russoism 101. I think it's Siren Rain or Siren Ron. Yeah, I think that it's supposed to be cute for something else or just spelling rain like R-A-H-N-E, whatever. Uh, Good-looking athletic baby face with a good attitude who uh, helps with promotion, ring, all that stuff, man, really paying his dues fully. And uh, this is one of his, I think, biggest matches. It's got to be probably his biggest match to date and a little awestruck. And I, I remember being there, you know, at the same time where you get, you, you work your ass off and, and effort uh, doesn't go uh, unrewarded. It shouldn't, you know, and uh, this kid is uh, really put his time in and, and now he's going to get one of his first biggest matches that, you never know a match like that can get you signed if you, if you kill it, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, usually I kill the town, but <laughs> I remember uh, the first uh, time, I mean, I got to work with Rob Conway right out of the gate. So that was pretty special. So I can't, can't say I didn't, wasn't kind of babied her along the way, but uh, when Joy Mercury came up to me and was like, Hey, you, uh, you good with taking Mr. Sacco tonight? <laughs> like trying to test me and tease me. And I was only two and a half years in the business at that point and get to work with Mick Foley. You know what I mean? So that was, that was like a, Oh, your asshole puckers up. Even though I just was a manager and had to feed in to get uh Sacco. That was uh, a big moment for me, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to play it downplay con man, but con man taught me a lot about tag wrestling and how to build a division. So definitely got to tip my hat to him uh, as well as early in my wrestling career, but those big opportunities, man, as they first uh, develop, it's, it's uh it's it's a lot to like uh no sell but at the same time uh, I'm I'm happy for the kid that he's going to get to work Alex Shelley and I think they'll absolutely tear it down in Westmoreland on June 3rd. And we're going to tear it down right now man. I was worried it was a crocodile or gator attack but he's in the house. <laughs> They're yeah. out there, bro. They're yeah. out there. They give you the signs until you don't feed them. Yeah. I got two little snacks that I walk around those lakes, brother. I got to stay oh. strapped at all times. <laughs> I, I uh, say, I say, eliminate them all from the earth, man. As far as I'm concerned, dude, it's crazy. You're not allowed to kill them. You got to have tags. They're endangered species. They'll come right after you. If you know, there's like a certain time of year that you're allowed to kill them, and you got to like apply for the tags, like you would for like deer season. Yeah, and like it's a big deal. There's people that like get in the, the queue to to acquire those tags. They they got to wait like long time to get them yeah i'm and, not even uh, worried about the hunting them i just want them gone <laughs> like yeah, why are they why are they here why are these crazy. dinosaurs still here so like right now like i was just out of the lake if i saw one come up like out of the water or in the water i can call the local authorities and be like hey there's a gator here if it's not seven feet they won't even send anybody out wow like and yeah, if they you, can, do, you can handle a five footer on your own john come on yeah, yeah. dude and people are like oh five feet until you see a five foot gator and you're like eh. yeah well, those are the those are the pillars of the gator community. Yeah, the pillars, five foot. <laughs> pillars are important, you know. Like. Oh shit! But uh, don't don't try and fucking get over on me with your backwards hat and sexy hair, John. Uh, it's not fucking. And and he's got uh, what is that? Uh, Gangster some, Islanders? What is? No, that? we got some. No, brother. <laughs> Just USA. They're, they're playing golf right now. They're playing uh, golf right now. The Knicks, yeah. brother. The Knicks, alive nice. and well. 
Shout out to oh, Big Ray. I have to put my horseshoe genetic shit on here. Get yeah, my sponsorship go. going. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I was. I was just putting over all the the nutrient line and stuff we've been working on. Uh, but good. I'm glad the dogs of war survived uh, another uh, perimeter patrol. Very dangerous. Highly dangerous. It's hot out there, dude. It's like 85 <laughs> and sunny. There's alligators. You know? It's sunny here too, but it's a lot of climate control. Yeah, <laughs> climate change oh, going shit. on everywhere I look. Are we allowed to show these kayfabe uh, gimmicks, yeah. John? All Here, right. yeah. We're in the did, did you pop for my golf one yesterday, too? So hard. I, mean. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. So, uh, obviously, or allegedly, um, we know some people and uh, and have worked on some uh, marketing campaigns and PR campaigns together, and it's your wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's my wife. She's your wife very, said this. She's highly intelligent. Wife number one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, wife number one, as always. Uh, but yesterday, uh, you know, it'll get people hot, and that's why we love it. But there he is, uh, Colby Covington, one of the world's greatest uh, MMA fighters, alongside uh, you know, classic grab by the pussy, the guy who fucking. Uh, fucked AEW's ratings last night by me on CNN. They're going to put heat on them uh, all the way around, right? And uh, and uh, so we get this gem yesterday. I don't know if this is... On my way back home in the chopper, just played 18 holes at Trump International West Palm Beach with my good friend Michael Wall, and I heard the news, so I just wanted to take a moment out of my busy schedule to apologize to the fans of the UK. The fan base over there is incredible, and the UFC and I were ready to pull out all the stops to bring the biggest card the UK has ever seen in the O2 this summer. Leon Scott is the one person who thinks the UK fans aren't worthy and deserve a fight night instead of a pay-per-view? What an asshole! I vow to right this wrong and defend my world title in a blockbuster pay-per-view in the UK. God bless you all. Where's my golf club? So, yeah, that's a nice fucking course. So John thinks he's John thinks he's slick sending me all this shit. Because, oh, look it, I travel on Air Force Three and they sent me to go play at the fucking hot shit clubs and all that. Little does he know that I live on a debunked military base in a missile silo 200 feet below the ground. And <laughs> he thinks that I don't got fucking Air Force One support, that, uh, that I don't got my shit right out here ready to take off anytime he wants to get it uh, for nine holes or eight, 18 fucking holes. I'm, I'm ready to fucking go. Hey, I'm here at uh, Mohawk Valley Glen, and I just played nine holes with referee sideburns and couldn't put shit together. Three putts, shitty drives, can't chip fucking for shit. Par threes going to fives. MAGA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make my golf game great again. That's what I'm fucking looking for here, uh, pal. Sideburns <laughs> in the back is the best part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we played like absolute shit yesterday, but it was right at the same time. And uh, was this you, John? Or were you here? Or was Where this? Did you, did you have three helicopters or one? So one. The, the three helicopters <laughs> is the guy Michael that Colby was with. It's yeah, a okay. big time Trump donor, so his thing is helicopters everywhere he goes. So they okay. took a helicopter literally from Miami to West Palm Beach, which is like a forty-five minute car ride, but. I mean, traffic. Who wants to deal with that shit, right? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> they went up there, and then Trump's like, "But if they, if 
If he wants to, he can fly the helicopters right here, John. We got our bags. We're ready to go. I asked Sideburns, who's not a major liberal, but he doesn't like politicians that much at all, no matter who it is. And I was like, uh, would you would you vote for him and be openly about it on all your social media, Sideburns, if uh, they send the chopper for us and we get to go play the, the Trump golf courses? He goes... I think I named his price. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much he likes uh, loves golf. Sideburns does, bro. He loves yeah. it. Uh, it, it. It's so awesome when he sucks at it. It's the best. I got to get better at it, man. It really is. Like it's yeah. it's something that living in Florida too. I probably should have taken advantage of in my teenage years, just because there's yeah. so many courses and you can get on them. And, and then they got those scholarships and shit, dude. That they they got so many of them. And uh, yeah, I played baseball like a fucking mark. <laughs> i didn't get on it till about 10 years ago i mean we always played a little bit when i was a kid here there but nothing where we were serious and two or three years ago my game just automatically leveled up after about four years of sucking super bad and now now you know like back then i might get off the tee maybe three or four times without a slice or something now i'm about eight for oh, nine so dude, i'm every ball i hit it's like <laughs> you know, coming like, around, just coming around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's we just like baseball. We, no, it's not. <laughs> when we uh, when we I can't play during the winter time when there's nine feet of snow during raw. I 3D printed these little cups, and then we also have the felt thing. So we just inside burns big ass fucking. Uh, living room set up little challenges and practice our puck game all winter long inside so uh we we try and get out there but there's a uh, golf cards here where they're like 99 bucks and you go and go to like 20 different local courses for 18 holes and it's just the price of a card so we played for like i you know where where you got where colby was you can't even get on unless you're a member and even a membership yeah. there probably cost 20 grand i think we yeah. paid eleven dollars yesterday each to play on uh with a cart for nine holes on what used to be it was all officers that's what who lived on base there in the middle and they built them a golf course for it so we're some dirty old golf pirate scumbags everywhere we go man dude yeah that's yeah. something definitely like in my later years like dude what am i doing i don't want to hit mm. the ropes anymore I just hit the freaking links <laughs> <laughs> yeah about? it might have been golf yesterday that actually helped my fucking back because i've been fucked up i was just saying before i came on and i woke up this morning and usually after around i'll feel it now today i actually feel a lot better and more loose than i have the last three or four days so you got trump loose last night dude he was firing <laughs> yeah, yeah she about. had a cat named vagina, vagina. <laughs> <laughs> A cat named Vagina, bro. Oh, the the <laughs> funny was a part dog. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, definitely putting us uh, a performance on last night on CNN to go on there. I don't know why he would. I mean, I, I get why you'd go right into the heart of the beast and let them try and fire questions at you so you cut them down. But he mm. should be giving them no play. You know what I mean? To fucking. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a it's an interesting though, locker room move, thing. you know. Yeah, what? things are weird with that whole thing right now. Like, some parts of the uh, the Republican Party are are on board and they want Trump to be the guy. Other parts are like, we want DeSantis, and like it's well, JFK Jr. is creeping right in there quick too, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. I like as a Floridian, you know, like. Ron DeSantis is, RFK Jr. is great, you know, but yeah, I was going to say JFK Jr. <laughs> you, might, you never know. He might be making he a comeback, come back. too. Yeah, he uh, be coming back. They run yeah. together. Imagine they run together. Holy shit. 
Yeah. DeSantis is making big moves right now, too, with his anti-immigration push and everything down here, just tightening things up on Disney and and showing that he won't take anything from them. And, dude, like, the, that thing he hit with the illegal immigration um, um, uh, e-check system that they're doing here now, yeah, bro, these people are losing their minds. There's so many illegal immigrants here that have jobs, and, like, Florida's the first state to do it where they're making these unions e-verify them, and, like, Dude, the last couple of days, it's been crazy. Like these mm. people shutting down work sites and stuff. And mm. but the, the people in Florida are all about it. And then more liberals are supposedly leaving because of things like this. So like DeSantis is making his push pretty hard right now. And uh, like, I think best thing Trump could do is try to get out there in front of the people because there's only a certain amount of places he can go right now to, yeah. to even get, uh, you know, TV time. I don't even know if Fox News is one of the places. So it's... Uh, it's interesting with... with uh with um tucker going with elon to twitter to do his thing is this going to be a whole new platform where twitter goes into compete with cnn and fox and all this shit man i think that's what i'm seeing in the future that twitter becomes a full-on media company bro i think so because you got the other guys too that left like dan bongino left uh fox as well so those are two big fox names then even like on the left side you got a guy like don lemon people like that the talking heads from the left yeah you get you getting yeah right but that's all hmm, by design to make it look like accidentally on purpose yeah yeah accidentally (laughs) on purpose exactly but you never know if they're gonna eat there then maybe the horsemen eat there too uh ggp and i are gonna get together on sunday so it'll be interesting to to try and stick your head out that's what i was gonna ask because there's like a lot of uh movement going on right now for twitter to be like a big content creation Mm. and like free speech platform so if they're really serious about free speech you know like and it seems like they kind of are maybe not 100 percent free speech but close enough to where it's like i mean the the last version of this thing was just it it was just uh propaganda from the far left oh yeah nothing you could see that wasn't part of their uh you know mainstream agenda that they were trying to push down everybody's throats and, and it's still going on with YouTube. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Have you seen these community notes? Uh, yeah, I haven't used them a ton, but I know Elon's oh. pushed them a lot, but I just don't have so good. the time to fucks around on so it good. most of the time. So basically, it's unleashed like every 4chan like troll. This is what they were born for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was just like checking these people on the internet all the time. And mm-hmm. you used to have to go dive down and be like, oh no, here's a thread on Reddit or here's a th- thread from 4chan where you know they exposed so-and-so and they cite these sources now all these dorks in their internet freaking cafes and in their basement you know mm-hmm. they see what they don't like all they got to do is click on there put what they is they think's the truth cite a source and then it just gets upvoted and like oh yeah no this helped this was helpful this was helpful this was helpful and then it puts a caption under the that that tweet. i've seen yeah i've seen that the caption i just haven't gotten deep into the community yeah. so once it gets into like so people can sign up to be part of that community notes thing. And then it also, it'll, even if you're not part of it, it'll ask like, Oh, is this helpful? Was this truthful? You know, did this, this, uh, decided source, was it a, you know, a legitimate source and like the more people that check it off, like, yeah, it's legit. Like dude, you can put them onto the New York times, dude. So like wow. these, so these, all these like major like politicians and news sources, like the Canadian news source has been getting it bad. The CBC, they've been getting trolled so hard on sure. there. Cause they were like, we're never coming back on a Twitter. And then like, 
Yes, we're yeah, we're coming back just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a couple of podcasters who do that once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so. I think it's the greatest because now, like, any of these things that before you would have been like you and I would have been called crazy when we were like, no, that shit right. got leaked from a lab. You know, oh no, that's not an accident. You know what I mean? No, nobody bit the head off a bat. Like this isn't an Ozzy Osbourne concert. Like things like that, where we would have been labeled like insane. Now when somebody comes out and says the other thing, people like us get to go on there and say, eh, not so fast. And right. then when a certain amount of us say it, their whole post gets turned against them so basically they're making a post right it's it's holding their feet to the fire before they ever post now they have a, a healthy dose of paranoia before they put out yeah. their misinformation because they'll be exposed as controlled opposition uh propagandists or misinformations ours and dude it can go anywhere from you know like oh uh this politician didn't say that to uh tower seven you know what i mean like right, there's no right. limits on it which i'm kind of wild like that's an end. i would have liked to have seen that meeting because really the it is how do we get out in front of the propagandists to use the community to be able to equalize and fucking chop down their bullshit you know what i mean so it's not all mm -hmm. oh, the stories out there but it's false when we did a redaction on page 22 where nobody right. fucking saw it now it's like right hunter, in the fucking mix right from the bills like dude that guy's life got ruined yeah. ruined and they marched him through espn at uh, fox sports one um any freaking new york times washington post they had that guy front page of the sports section front page everywhere and they're like gang rapist you know you know d despicable human deplorable human you yeah. know and then this week it comes out that the whole thing's a freaking lie and it's like by the way this guy was uh you know he's completely innocent of all charges yeah right 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 <laughs> that guy, everywhere he goes for the oh, rest of his fuck. life's gonna be called so Aren't well, you that guy? i mean after they blew it in the playoffs i didn't have much empathy for him so mm. <laughs> but if they would have had the punter yeah if they would have had him you know that guy, no, but like no bullshit that guy was like the best kicker in college for a long time yeah so, yeah i just uh, i just saw <laughs> Von Lyle speaking of punters post when Pat McAfee was training with Rip and him uh, before he ever made his WWE, WWE debut. And you see, here's a guy with a million dollar leg taking fucking slingshot front bumps over the fucking top rope, getting chopped up by Von Lyle's. You're like, what a fucking psychopath. What a mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Paying for it. Oh, Dude. shit, man. Uh, but it was a good time last night with all the Mizarks, uh, the AEW self-help group. You fucking Mark! Yeah, man. <laughs> it was a good one. time. Yeah, well, we I fall off Annie's, the wagon. The big Annie's, we oh, yeah. had cage matches. <laughs> Every other um, show doesn't mean anything because this is the one that means everything, but it's... Right, right. Well, know. I saw that, uh, and I don't even know if I have this pulled up. It was a couple days ago of... It was a Meltzer Seltzer report, and it made it seem like, oh, it's so important, and everybody's freaked out about the numbers. That's why WWE had to do the tournament in hopes to pull and draw against the NBA or whatever. And then last night, Trump is gonna, you know, smash on them, and also NBA is going on. So we'll yeah, see. NHL, AEW NBA. was yeah, AEW was down ten percent last week from eight thirties to seven sixty. Will they be below 750 today? That's a big issue, uh, if so, of what's going on here. And, yeah, we'll cover the big Annie's uh, later today on 
light the fuse. But in that Meltzer Seltzer report, it was like, they're all freaked out. They're throwing everything at them. That's why AEW is pretty much doing pay-per-views on Wednesdays. I'm going, just write a good goddamn show, everybody. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Raw had nothing. It was match after match. And even in a tournament where you're used to, okay, this guy's going to face this guy. Nope. Triple threat. Okay. <laughs> uh, nothing to quantify it. No reason. And we're just no. doing matches that uh, you know who's going over by uh, midway through the show. You know, Video game matches. It's a video game mm-hmm. like simulated card where it's just like, okay, we got four gimmick matches and you know, everybody's going to be happy because we put a steel cage out there. There's no stakes, right. dude. How many times did they pull out a steel? It came out at Starcade, man. It came out at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? And like, they've done war games. They've done yeah. like it, it's beating the death. You know what I mean? And uh, what? Just to get more color in a main event, so the next day everybody can fucking go look at these guys again. You know, it's war just, games uh, without working the gimmick of war games, right, just right. bastardizing the name just because you want to have it on a poster. Because mm-hmm. why? You know, because you grew up and saw it and now you want to be a part of it. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, dude. It, it, the similarities, too, between Hollywood and like what goes on here. It's it's funny just because people, they're never looking to create something new or create. Some, it's always just about like repackaging something yeah, else. Rehash, like, well, this is reboot. what Bret Hart did. And it, like, I'm doing this move from here because this is it. It's from the Owen match. And then like, you know, this is yeah. so, dude, do your own fucking shit. And like, yeah, make yeah. it make sense. Like, what are you pulling this out for? Because you saw it on a video game and you marked out for it, or you saw it on a VHS when you were a kid and you marked out mm. for it. And now it's like, you got to do it. Like, I got to do it. Nobody cares, dude. I ain't walking down the street today and hearing anybody talk about what happened on Dynamite last and, week. And it might, might be less people watching it than last week, and you're doing more. Mm. Yeah. But when, when what? When the 80s were going on? Like, bro, you could go anywhere. And Hulk Hogan any of these macho man like people know who those people are dude nobody knows yeah. who Adam Cole is dude nobody. no yeah nobody. And, i look like them and nobody even knows is know? it is it smart <laughs> is it smart to piggyback off the things like the trump stuff in the nba and get yes. them over and put yourself alongside them instead of yes. compete blindly you know and be like no we're our own thing we'll be over uh it'll be no open for anybody so uh, the, i don't know and the there <laughs> i might need to send an email this week is what i'm saying it, dude like think about the operation desert storm stuff and slaughter and like how that just like danced on the nerves of people that were really going through mm-hmm. this it's pop culture man you bro wrestling's not cool anymore bro it's not cool yeah. you know why because it's out of touch it's out of touch and it's in a niche like, Especially for their hardcore woke audience, it's not hard to, I mean, it's not hard for us to get to the decision makers. Uh, but the fact that these guys are having rallies and you could go there and do a viral piece just like Jordan Klepper does for uh, the Comedy Central and the Daily Show stuff. You know what I mean? All that shit, dude. And you could even tag team up with Jordan Klepper to get it over if you wanted to and get something that way to bring them in there and, and get more mainstream Viacom coverage. And yeah. it would cost you next to nothing, a camera guy, a sound guy, and the talent to go there and hang out just to get sound bites all day from people. That's it. Dude, how many times were like angles uh, in, back in the day where they like uh, just given like extra steam because this guy went out and he got arrested for real or this guy went and beat up somebody in the freaking bar for real. If yeah. you're not going out there and touching reality with what you're doing 
and crossing it over. Like, dude, even something as simple as like, I know this is going to be a little on the extreme end, but like those Karen characters have to have real like incidents in reality mm -hmm. to where like, dude, you got all the money, you got all everything, dude, let them press charges. You know what I mean? Get the mugshot, go in there, get bailed out, have a story, get, get on TMZ. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Get on the channel seven news. Yep. Like that's yeah. where you're going to make your money. That's you're where you're going to be like, these people are who this person did what get the viral clip on, on world star. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, somebody ta taping Chelsea green at Starbucks going off, you know, with all that stuff. That absolutely yeah. is what we need. You got to... my name wrong. You know? Yeah. 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 It, that's, it, that's I all it needs two, to be. Two shots of soy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's just done on a phone. It's that easy, bro. That week to week to week to week. It, that, that triggered me because I even hate to use that word because I want that character so badly to work because all i do is watch on second screen i don't watch this have mine is karen's getting own video <laughs> compilations it's, and i'm just going dude we, we've done none of these we've done none of these with this character she's walking around in a lady in a tight red dress with sunglasses on backstage that's not a karen not even close she's hot. Yeah, yeah she's, she's she needs plan, to come but that's up, the thing she, she, she needs to come undone karen's aren't, yeah karen's aren't <laughs> hot yeah they and then the whole payoff would be bringing her back to supermodel hot oh well it's it's always she wants to get to supermodel hot somebody's in the makeup chair something happens boom, boom, fucking boom. yeah it's always a frustration game is what we call it and yeah. uh actually if you want to learn about the frustration game check out the complete improviser by bill arnett a fucking phenomenal chapter on how many different frustration games we can play out which I'm gonna check that out. I get frustrated because they don't do things the right way. But yeah, it's like what's more relatable, right? Like creating a character like that that you see every day that anybody can identify with and anybody even knows the vernacular of of like what to call that person, or just putting on somebody in the dude, they all wear the same stupid fucking gear, they all do the same stupid fucking moves, they all say the same stupid fucking shit. Like, come on. Like step outside no. the box and then they all expect that to be handed to them too. Like none of them want to actually go out and do any of this stuff. And then like, dude, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. No. I'll fucking ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Like go do something that's going to enhance your character. And that's not using your shoot you, government name on your Twitter. You'd be fucking great in that role of like, not, I don't want to say a fan, but like a TMZ on the street reporter guy that tapes the celebrity stuff and, and you follow Chelsea and she gets more and more pissed at you every time and knocks the phone out of your hand. You would be, you would be completely believable in that of like, I'm just here to pop Razzie and get something viral going. And she tries to use you, but it blows up in her face. Uh, you know, it's the Charlie Brown fucking move the football gimmick every single time that he goes to kick it. And like, dude, here we go again with flywheel and synergy, right? And like now mm. you have these big merging deals. Like, dude, you got Endeavor, you got Ari Manuel, dude. Like, he has his fingers in every pie, man. Like, there's yeah. there's so many different avenues you can take right now to enhance like everything that's the product on television. And from wrestling, uh, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel discusses UFC WWE merger rights deal. And sponsorships, uh, while the deal is yet to close, UFC owner Endeavor is in the process of merging 
WWE and the MMA powerhouse into one big company known as TKO uh, on your mm -hmm. uh, stock ticker, you guys, if you want to uh, get in there now. Uh, with separate divisions keeping the two brands largely apart, appearing on CNBC, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel spoke at length uh, about how the creation of TKO will affect stocks, the working relationship with Vince McMahon and Dana White and more. Uh, asking about the confusion for those wanting to invest, but being unsure about whether to buy Endeavor or TKO, Emmanuel called it short-term problem and said that people will figure out where they'd like to invest over time. Emmanuel also said that he has long-term business relationships with both McMahon and White and doesn't foresee any problems with working with both men and uh, moving forward. He says, what we want to do, uh, we do what we do as it relates to uh, saving some costs, driving some revenue with sponsorships, internal sales like we did at UFC. We're going to do to 2.0 at WWE. Uh, Endeavor C, that right there, that little statement that's, right there. That's is, NXT. Well, like right. what we did, we're going to do 2.0. I think they're going to say WWE 2.0 through the marketing lens of UFC. And I see fucking heads smash in there, bro. Like, that's yeah. a little throwaway. But, hey, this is what we did to revitalize her. I'm not going to fucking do what you do. Well, I just gave you 9.3. I don't give a fuck. You They're going to cut like, cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this with the funding of that UFC does of the underground fight leagues to help them get on a fight and give them a budget and totaling roughly 3 to $5 million dollars in a loss leader. However, you're building your minor leagues to get your fighters experience and exposure. WWE, if it's true that NXT is 40 million and you're getting who, who are we calling up Kinsey and Zoe and Indy <laughs> like, uh, that don't have $40 million written on it to me, but not when they were making 39,000 in a base contract when they first fucking started. Yeah. If you'd be lucky to make, four dollars off those girls you just yeah. so, like, i'm sorry but like yeah, there's no man. money on any of them no and, no and dude at the end of the day it's a business and ufc right now is doing pro wrestling better than pro wrestling is so right. it's like let me just know. finish this because you're right on it john the endeavor ceo also stated that his company isn't involved with wwe and current rights tv negotiations as that is occurring now and endeavor won't fully take over for wwe quite some time yet instead endeavor is folks focused on cutting costs where it can as they prepare to form tko so yeah you're absolutely dead on it and it looks like wwe is going to shake down the fucking networks one last time yeah, too bad uh, NBCU isn't uh, allegedly talking to us right now because we get them a better deal and fucking hold their nuts uh, in a vice until they until they break. Oh, they can call us. I mean, we can lay it out for them and give them the blueprint. But mm -hmm. basically, yeah, you get rid of NXT, you start throwing those money at those indies, put them, put the content on your own mm -hmm. streaming service or whatever you know on demand service you have. Then you own that content forever. You build those stars. You have their content from when they're younger. Dude, did and it's you, not costing you forty million? Did year. you hear this? In uh, that's that's dead on as far as just corporate fucking downsizing. And then you also bonus yourself sixteen million dollars. Don't forget exactly that. right. Yeah, well, that's where they take all the ketchup out of like <laughs> catering, and they're like, and this ends up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saved it. Uh, is uh, though the one thing that I, I saw was uh, interesting. Um, Kevin Nash on uh, it was a quick soundbite that I listened to. They had stooged off and said something because we were pretty not shocked that WWE went to Endeavor. Uh, but he said that the WWE actually sold to the Saudis, that not a lot of people know about this, and that two days later, 
that sale was redacted or was sold to Endeavor. So it really went here. And he said, I believe the number was that Vince made $1.6 billion off of that two-day sale. And then it got flipped over to the other guys. So there's some... Is that a money laundering thing that they're all in on? That's something. Yeah, right. It's definitely that's like no, 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 no. no, You're not. You're not selling. You're not selling to them. Well, I'm keeping the difference. Yeah. So that means to me that the Saudis offered them eleven million dollars. They put the kibosh on it. They could only go nine point three. Vince goes. I'm not leaving a million six on the table. And the fucking Saudis. Somebody talks to the Saudis, and they go, "Fuck it, let them keep the money. We got six hundred twelve billion in the people's fucking fund, and we'll we'll keep going this way, the way that we want to go. Uh, cover this arms deal. Something there in Nash is saying, and even he's stooges like hardly anybody knows about that. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because yeah, I haven't seen him. that on the sheets. And it was, yeah, yeah, that's an inside. Guy. Well. Uh, he don't just uh, pull that out a, of thin air. Hey, big Kev. Hey, <laughs> big Kev. I uh, got a little inside huge. Right? Like, <laughs> there's, there, it's interesting, yeah. man. That that was, uh, made my ears perk up there. And I want to know more about that, about what it is. Because that definitely to me is fucking C I A all and day. Bro, you know <laughs> they're not asking those questions either, bro. You no. already know that'll never come up. That's going to be one of those fart in the wind just took off and it's you smelt it for a second and it's gone. Yeah. Like, like Nash threw the crumb out there. Nobody picked it up. Okay. We picked yeah. it up here on the Friday locker room. Let's see. You yeah. guys, uh, HMG unit soldiers, right. you see any follow up on that or anything else that uh, sticks out in, in that strange uh, caveat? And we're talking billions here. We're not talking a million, <laughs> 1.6 million, which is more than any of us need to live for the rest of our lives. It, this is big, big money. And the two day sale thing that he said, and then they kind of know that's possible. Yeah. Hmm. Like with the money going into escrow and things like that, you would think like, <laughs> Like there's got to be. Some well, I think Endeavor doesn't. Period. I don't think Ari's sitting on like, you know, fucking Breaking Bad stacks of money, Brewster's million stacks of money. However, in Saudi, they go, bring back the forklift, yeah. <laughs> and they fucking got pallets so they can load into there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, those saying, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. So the like the one guy's got it on credit and stock and equity. The other crews yeah. got it on fucking blood money that they've been sitting on gold, whatever. How do you want it? Platinum, gold, cars? We got it. And yeah, and then the CIA slipped in probably and paid them both, right? And said, "Here, everybody, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we're doing." Allegedly. Well, it's that to keep the shows in Saudi, maybe for the front of it. I don't know. It's all Dude, hypothetical. <clears throat> the Saudi front and then everything they got going on over there. It's just, it stinks to high heaven. And like mm. you brought it up before too, just like bad bunny and Logan Paul. Like, mm-hmm. like really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and really? they, and then the Russo's like, and they had better matches on 90% of the roster that's been training for fucking five years in NXT. Is there some wrestling matrix? I know Kung Fu where you can upload fucking, you know, and you'll be working like Chris Benoit tonight and you'll be working like fucking Bret Hart and Tito Santana combined. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just instantly uploaded through their microchip and now they're better. If that's true, that may force me to get microchips so I can have better yeah. matches. I think maybe it's just more of a fact that they have uh, very little 
influence on their style from modern style and everything they're doing is 20 years old and older. Yeah, I, you know what I, I think mean? they're as just walking. They're, they're doing what I did with my students, bro. Here is the match. Six oh, dude, weeks I saw out. It. I Here's saw the, it. I saw the bad yeah. bunny and, uh, and uh, Damian priest against Miz and um, Morrison. Like, yeah. They had a ring in the back right where I changed that that's where they practiced. Then they did yeah, the whole thing. Move, you move. walk through it. You walk through it. You yeah. walk through it. You walk through it. Just like you would, if you're doing a high school play or Broadway play and you have to do the stagecraft and, and, and the sword goes here, position here, and then here for Mercutio. And then you come back and block. So when we go bop, 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 it looks fucking absolutely real. And you know, muscle memory, what it is. That's how they're training those guys. I did it with my UWE students who just had their first match at Immortal, and they killed it. They, of course, they forget two or three spots in front of the 600 people, but those 600 people don't know that, and they're just pumped yeah. for them, and it's their own peeps. And they, they, they had a great showing out, and that's where you're like, wow, they're students? Yeah, well, we had one match that we worked for six weeks. We didn't, they didn't show up and call it in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I you got an idiot proof it to that level, and I think that's what they've done with these guys. And Logan Paul, with the boxing training he's done, you know the disciplines there. Bad Bunny's been on stage in front of 70,000 people, so the nerves aren't there. Now we can focus on the fundamentals and step by step by step by step so we all know the script, you know? Yeah, and they had you know the best guys there to put that stuff together for them. It was uh, sure, Pat well. Buck was there, TJ, uh, uh, Tyson Kidd, uh, Helms. You know, like those were the guys that <laughs> put yeah. that match together. You yeah. know what I mean? Not Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 definitely not. Well, you know, almost all the best guys I was there, but shout out to Bunny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that will. Eh, fuck. I heard some people are getting hired in AEW. People are getting hired in AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta send the. That's email. what I heard. Okay. Oh, somebody we know. Up. Somebody we know is going. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We'll stooge it, off, stooge it off after, so later, we don't right. we don't put any heat on them. No. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Baron Corbin. Maybe I don't know. Baron Corbin <laughs> comments on possibly bringing back his lone wolf persona. Uh, during an interview with Catch Club, he says, Lone Wolf, that was my attitude, rock and roll. I rode a motorcycle, I'm tattooed, I lived that lifestyle. That was a very natural role for me. Then stepping into the constable role was a big-time change. I had to go from a guy who's known for being athletic and wrestling, and I really mastered the promo. I had to open Raw with a six-minute monologue by myself. That's hard to do. I had to really learn that. So I loved uh, the constable phase because it got me extremely comfortable with a microphone in front of the audience to convey emotion, to convey whatever story I'm trying to tell these people and put that emotion behind it. I loved King Corbin. I thought that was just uh, so fun. He continued. That was the first time I really felt like, okay, I'm putting on an outfit and becoming a character. I had the crown, I had the big coat and the way I carried myself. I'd love to get back to the grittiness of the lone wolf. But it makes a little bit of everything in it, it with a mix of everything in it. The Lone Wolf was one of those, was a little one-dimensional. It didn't have all the mentions that I uh, think you need to be a John Cena or a dimension. Sorry. It says mentions, but it should be dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, be Cena or Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, dude, uh, I think uh, Corbin has come a long way from Skullet Corbin that, you know, they had to get used to being in the ring with Dolph Ziggler and getting all that over 
I think the best thing he did, obviously, is when he was down on his luck and eating out of dumpsters, and they jumped the shark on that way too fucking early to make him rich guy happy, Corbin. Um, if he feels comfortable doing the biker, you know what I mean, I'm on the road type thing, I go back to, uh, and this is a, be a weird steal, but remember the Brian Bosworth movie where he was like a fucking on a, a renegade guy like that, mm-hmm. motorcycle jacket and shit along those lines? I could see that, dude. Like, not that you're a hell's angel, but you're you ride with badass dudes or whatever. And I think Undertaker and those guys could BSK could help get him over in a nostalgic kind of way, even if it's a lone yeah, wolf like type a, thing, like a bounty hunter kind of thing, right? Like right, he's got but bounties and how you know. sons of anarchy can you get with it? You know what I mean? But that means we need other characters like that in his universe, and I'm just not sure who that is uh to do an aces and eights type thing yeah i was gonna say it's worked a couple other times but like i i don't I, like the way the world is now I, I feel like i see less bikers than ever right like it's more of a, like a niche thing. yeah like i feel like his money might even be more in his uh like his influencer role as like uh with all the cooking and stuff he likes to do right he's talking yeah. about cooking and shit like that like he should have some kind of thing going with that but yeah, it's it's tough, man. But like they're they're refusing to to dial into like mainstream stuff because like, dude, you could turn Corbin into like some right wing or left wing, like something. Yeah, you know? absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely. He could be the modern. Let him identify as no a doubt. woman, dude. Let him identify as a woman. Look at him, you know. And then him just, oh, I'm a woman, you know. <laughs> he, he Does, doesn't have to put anything on. Doesn't Nothing. have to put a wig on, dress, none of that. It's Nothing. just that I'm going to win the women's championship. Why? Because I identify as a woman today. Yeah, and ha- have him come in, hit the last whatever gimmick is on Liv Morgan. Boom. Right. Yeah. Fucking Boom. Right. Well, I do it on Raquel Gonzalez, so it looked uh, – Because, yeah. <laughs> well, she she's at least got a bigger frame to take it where if he just gets violence on little Liv, it's, <laughs> that's going to – I mean, I like it. That's Don't what I was wrong. thinking. I'm like, I like the- big heat, but I think I think they'd be like, yeah, that's a little too – I might dial it back. Yeah, man, fuck whatever. it. Hit them, hit them the both with channel. something. Yeah, they both got Britt Baker on their t-shirts, like yeah, that's beat the hell, right? So it's like, but you're not doing things like that, and those things are right there, like right there, yeah. right now. Yeah, and it's, it's like, okay, that that one's gonna pass, and then something else is gonna show up. There's always gonna be pop culture, dude. South Park's been around for I don't know, ask Matt, right? Like 30 years now. If, like as long can as people he politic, are doing dumb shit, can he become like a corporate sponsor guy? Where if Bud Light's got a lot of heat on him from what they did with the woke culture stuff, he could politic to be the new American hero. It's like a tongue in cheek thing. You know what I mean? Where he's like, you, the hero you need for Bud Light. And he may make Bud Light cans with his own picture on it and shit like that. And he yeah. could just become like a NASC, not working for NASCAR, but like go for every corporate sponsorship that there is out there possibly, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of to. options. And I think you get over, I like the chef stuff. I keep seeing that one guy who's the new, I don't know, Guy Fieri, whatever. He's in the commercial with uh, Ray Kwan from uh, Wu-Tang, and they play Gravel Pit in the background. He's 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 got tattoos, and he's got a higher voice, and he thinks he's funny. He looks like he just came in from working on your transmission out in the fucking garage. Like, he's – I don't know what his name is, but uh, he's supposed to be the, the nut shit that everybody's supposed to But a guy like that. Would be a good cameo if I forgive me. I don't. I can't think of his name. You know what I'm talking about? 
he's like ironically fucking a chef or whatever like that that's how he plays everything and his food looks good and it's definitely in baron corbin's wheelhouse and he could bring in maybe if that guy is on he's on food tv i don't know what his numbers are but say a hundred thousand people cross over because he's going to be on there that's awesome you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i think even though he's married i'm just trying to think of love interest stuff if there's anything that way to to go with for him you know yeah but, i mean dude you got a blank canvas to start painting right yeah, like, just, yeah. just pick a color, color and go right like yeah. paint a picture like it's they just leave it there so bland and then they just expect people to show up and and like be like this is so great i love this like no bro or they do game of thrones with them three years after game of thrones ends you're like come on yeah it was like dude but and then they would do it but they didn't you know what i mean they're like oh he just wears the game of thrones stuff like and we use the the font Mm -hmm. like in his titan drawn like oh ooh (laughs) <laughs> right, but there's nobody that's like the hated characters where you're playing Game of Thrones with one family against each other. It's yeah, just, there's no, there's put no. Put this throne, on, and you're from no... Jon Snow from the North. Okay. Yeah, right. Like, and now everybody will identify with that and know what it yeah. is. Like, eh. this may be the stooge off that John was talking about. WWE Hall of Famer has turned down a job offer from WWE uh, or from AEW. He says, uh, "Ricky the Dragon Steamboat made a guest appearance uh, and was publicly praised by Tony Khan." following the event uh, from Captain's Corner. So believe it or not, I was already asked to come on board with AEW in the capacity of a road, a- road agent. No reflection on them. Great company and everything. I don't get, uh, and don't get me wrong, the pay was going to be great, but at uh, this point in my life where I'm trying to get off the road. So uh, I don't know if that was your stooge on who's is or isn't going yeah. to AEW, but apparently Steamboat says, uh, nah, bro, I'm, uh, I'm good with uh, flying out of North Carolina all the time. Steamboat's got that Publix connection, brother. <laughs> Does he? His He's son, got the hookup. Uh, what was his son's name? Richard or or something like that. It I'm not wasn't sure. Ricky. But he had a son. He was in FCW for a while. They had him signed. He was good. He never got a look, I guess, for whatever reason. That's but weird. He was good, and uh, he ended up working for Publix. And then, like a mutual friend of mine, oh, you ever hear of this guy? I'm like, oh, you mean Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of heard of him before. Uh, like, yeah, his son, he worked for me at Publix. I'm like, oh shit, crazy. I was Publix. teaching arm drags uh, last Tuesday. We'll be working on it tonight. I give him the basic one first, this and over, and now we'll do the fucking steamboats uh, a little more tonight. See if somebody can't pop their shoulder. Drags, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I'm not you know, giving them or taking them. Taking them just because it's like. Like giving them, I don't feel like I just drop on my back. It's easy. <laughs> you, you, you don't do the you don't do the flip over like try and spot no, and look to the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's I I catch and then I I do the fucking more of a judo throw than it is a straight arm drag because I'm not quick to. Yeah, snap I didn't like, like the that. way like my hands and the arms would get locked up when I do that. So I do just like the go, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'm I remember just that. because at OVW, everybody wanted to do Benoit or fucking uh, Steamboat style. So, like, right out of the gate, I would take that flip. That was one of the first flip bumps I took of, like, get your legs over and go. So it doesn't fuck with me that much. But teaching it last night, I had to, or the other night, I was like, oh, it's just sending me back there, like, being in line with 30 people and, like, oh, feed in for buck, next, arm drag, next, fucking next. wah, <laughs> fucking woo, where are you going? You're like, okay. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Given them, they look like shit when I do it. Uh, but uh, the you know you know the Japanese arm drag too or no? Mm-hmm. 
where they yeah. fucking it's like a straight hook and you do a front flip bump so mm -hmm. yep then that, that, we'll try that tonight see who can land on their head first that'll be a good time that's why you gotta be a heel you don't ever have to do that yeah fine. that's what i told them <laughs> but i told all the kids i go has anybody seen me do an arm drag has anybody seen me do a seatbelt pin? Has anybody really seen me do a pin? <laughs> They're like, no. I go, it doesn't mean I don't have to know how to do it or fucking teach it and have that. In. Like, I, I didn't just learn camel clutch and go, that's enough. You know, you should have seen their eyes light up on fucking seatbelt pin. They were super pumped about it. Yeah. Fucking uh, the spot was, first I had them do uh, full Nelson, mm -hmm. arms up, go behind, waist lock, the Olympic takeover, take the face bump, slide into position, hook the seatbelt pin, hammer lock, walk them around, pin them. So easy enough spot to kind of get to it, right? Mm -hmm. But the one we were looking at, so it's a guy in, in Britain. He's got a really good fucking channel. Um, he came off the ropes, hip toss, blocked the hip toss, go right under in a rolling cradle. Guy rolls over. You keep the hammer lock, do the flip over the top of him while he's on his back. I don't know why you wouldn't pin him right there. But I was going to say, flip. you got him in a small package, right? It's small package, but you let go. And so he's on his back where well, you still got the hammer lock kind of hooked. Yeah. You here. plant your head on the ribs, do the front flip over to get him onto his stomach. He'll float over, then seatbelt oh. out of there and come around and grab the leg on the pin while you fucking got him seat belted like Dude, that. It, it was a tight little spot. Yeah. Fucking like block, hook, roll through, flip over, seat belt, come around one, two. Get in there, boom, boom. They're all, all their eyes went. I go, let's break it down and yeah. get sexy with it. It was way from going from schoolboys or in my Easter all cradle and like adding it in the spots. And they get excited, like, we're actually wrestling. Uh, yeah, you're wrestling, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's a baby face spot for sure. Yeah. You can do it right too and have the heel mm -hmm. open up with it and try to do it and not do it right and then have the baby face give it to him you know? yeah right out of the gate jump start him shoot him off go for the fucking hip toss block wing one whoop and right into a fucking pin kick out what the fuck yeah i like to do one like i know we're getting out of the way but yeah when we start off i get like i i don't even like to do the, the tie up i'll shoot directly under mm -hmm. and go right into yeah, the waist right lock, the waist and lock. then i go mat return right boom yeah and then i'll i'll like noogie him you know, get yeah. the noogie, get Fucking up, get the pop, heat, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and then like get them back up and then try to go back into the same position and have them come back out from the mat return that time. Reverse End up behind me, boom, noogie Face. me, bang. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Just guess what I told them. It's, dude, it's, I go, you guys are probably don't listen to it. Mean, it's jazz music, bro. You do four bars, I'll give it right back to you. You do, and I do. Just uh, yeah. we can do that for six, seven minutes until it's and, time to really go home after that. So yeah, and it's such an easy story to tell if you're just going to try to get to like a pin like that, as opposed mm -hmm. to just throwing a whole bunch of moves in. It's like I tried this, you tried this. You're better at this. Um, yeah, you know, I think yeah. I'm better at this, but I'm not. You know, the heel the can wrestle as long as the baby face out wrestles him. Yes, exactly. The, a heel strikes only because he got out wrestled, but fucking yes. these kids don't know that. And I'm teaching it to him, but like that a heel cheats and strikes because he got out wrestled. Not just he comes out and goes, I'm a fucking badass and I'll do that. Now if it's a blood feud or there's a fucking jump start. That's a different story. But if we're talking about generic wrestler A versus generic wrestler B, you know. Yeah, Welcome you to your fucking spot, education. Get outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you guys can come train at UWE Upstate Wrestling Experience Tuesday, Thursday nights. Uh, now I want to have a match. <laughs> <laughs>
you can have mine. Uh, news regarding lackluster crowd at the 5823 Raw show in Jacksonville. Uh, May 8th edition of Raw took place in Jacksonville, right down the street from Florida Man himself. And uh, on a fan social media, took notice to the lack of crowd heat compared to backlash of the premium live events in Puerto Rico. Really? A bunch of white people from fucking Florida weren't as loud as some Latinos in Puerto Rico? I'm shocked. Uh, in regards to the situation, uh, tw- this Twitter account of somebody wrote, uh, production uh, at last night's WWE Raw from Jacksonville was aware of the lackluster crowd response compared to this weekend's events. We heard it described as a no-win scenario. Either they used filler crowd noise or they broadcast the silent crowd on TV. Uh, absolutely, and this goes back to Russo catching heat for saying they were sweetening the heat on Dominic Mysterio. Now, I do believe Dominic Mysterio's heat is 100% genuine in those first couple times where he was doing the conductor bit and even bringing the mic up and just waiting for him to put heat on him. Very organic. Now, if you don't have that level and you got to sweeten it, you take that from the week before, but the crowd was hot, so you – they might have sweetened it a little bit, as Russo had said, but it was still really there. This, with for whatever, well, I'll tell you whatever reason, there's no stakes in these matches. No one gives a fuck. There's no emotion. We're having cold matches made out of nowhere in a tournament for a belt that came out of nowhere, and we're scratching our heads going, what the fuck are the rules and why? That alone is not going to get you reactions. There's no emotion tied to it. So now they were... And they, they can easily get hooked on this when they go, oh, we sweetened fucking Dominic's thing and we got him. Now they're going to try and do it during the girls segment and shit. And the crowd's sitting there going, yeah, like this. silent yeah. WCW 90 fucking six shit, bro. Where you're Goldberg. there. Yeah. yeah it's fu- <laughs> all bullshit. Even before Goldberg, they would have. Ah, and nobody's it's you know super kilo and silver king you're like <laughs> you know okay uh apparently these guys got tons eating no there's fucking homeless guys in the second row that they brought in that are half out of it on h but there's all this crowd noise and it looks phony as shit that's what raw looked like a couple spots this week and they got way too uh over the top with it yeah i mean that's where it's heading right because Nobody wants to protect their business. Nobody wants to put in the extra work. Nobody wants to make anything seem like it's real. It's like, no, we're part of this show. Look, it's a show. Everything, it's fake. Everything's fake. Dude, Dusty Rhodes wore a fucking cast around his family, dude. You know, like, you got to commit to this shit. And if you don't, you can't be surprised when these people won't commit to giving you their fucking time, energy, and money. Yeah, yeah. Like, Lexi Kaufman. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, there's no money in Lexi Kaufman. All the money is in Alexa Bliss. Right. And for you to bastardize any kind of like, like marketing push that's been put behind you, like, dude, just want you to just go whip your dick out and piss in their face while you're at it. Like, pretty much, yeah. Deuce, write that down. We're gonna get face pissing going. Face uh, piss. <laughs> People pay big get bucks. Get me tonight. face piss. <laughs> <laughs> face piss. Uh, that would seem butt stuff. Yeah, yeah. They can tag. will take the golden shower. Will take the fucking uh, tag belts off them. Uh, dude, when you got a guy like Dusty Rhodes who's fooling his own fucking kids like like that's why the horseman heat worked yeah right like yep. it's it's not because they saw it on tv and dusty just did a good promo like he committed to it absolutely it's all it. about commitment to that bit and and using all the tools that are disposable to be there but it also comes down to 
the writing staff and format, which you, I could easily put the heat on, but who knows if the script got ripped up again at two in the afternoon. So that could have been a brilliant thing. And this guy doesn't get it. And fuck that. Uh, and, and here we are with these weird tournament matches uh, that have to get explained and have no heat to them instead of going, we really need storyline. And here's what I said to Vince and Stevie WrestleMania is your end of the year, big payoff. You don't have, business set up the next three months of how you're starting the new book two lord of the rings or whatever the fuck like harry potter and the sorceress fuck off like we we don't have any of this stuff ready to go because it, what i'm seeing is there's no new launch of feuds intro to characters inciting incidents and when we did have them i was pumped about it it was shinsuke versus killer cross they paid off the heat on SmackDown and split the guys because the draft was more important. The draft means nothing. It's been a failed attempt four times in a row. And it's, uh, and, uh, we don't have wild cards. We've got free agents this time. Uh, they'll never, they'll never think about that. Last year it was wild card. Like it, it's so insulting that we have to fucking drink while we watch the show, bro, because there's nothing else going on. They don't. Yeah. I mean, dude, even the draft thing, like, they don't even try to like make it even plausible that it's like a real thing. Like, Oh, where's a, you know, Don Callis was the yeah. TNN representative from, you know, for the ECW days. Right. Like everybody who knew it was Don Callis knew it was right. Don Callis, but other people thought it was really a TNN like representative. Like where are these people who are supposed to be representing the networks? Like why would somebody want to pick a wrestler for a brand? Like, where's this, where's the why, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's the payoff here? Are they getting paid more? Is there some kind of competition? Is there like would have told the NBC execs that they all got to be on camera next week? We need them all, and yeah. we need fucking Stephen A. Smith, and we need um, Chael Sonnen to be somebody's <laughs> advocate. We need some like outside guys that are like, wow, he's speaking for him. Uh, Snoop Dogg shows up and tries to get Alexa or uh, to get uh, Mercedes Monet back in, like to be mm-hmm. her advocate, get a bigger deal for. Her. Like all these things, man, of of Jerry Maguire agent day shit that Robbie E, you know what I mean? Like we can make managers off of this. Absolutely. Or even uh, Trish Stratus advocating for Becky Lynch would have been a better turn right after because she didn't give her the money that they they fucking wanted or something along those lines. A true id. But yeah. we're not we're not getting any of these stories post launch WrestleMania or an MVP taking a guy like almost or something like Absolutely. that. Being like this is the or future. somebody taking almost from MVP. Yeah, how do you fucking yeah. Bob Bob Sugar got fucking yeah. you know the Kush right and, and fucking Jerry Maguire's left holding his ass and he's only got fucking uh, one guy left like mm. yeah, and then you get that id right like you get to see that guy downward spiral and then maybe you know. Whatever. And maybe come all the way back up, right? Like back, the one yeah. guy he put his money on. You run the Jerry Maguire story. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's so many stories you could just, I mean, look, that was just off of a draft that you just got yeah. like how many different like avenues you could explore. And they did none of it, right? Like most of the Or, or were during the off. middle of the show <laughs> where they set it up, I put this out there. And this is just a small thing. In drafts, people get drafted and then almost instantly traded for draft picks and other stars. Mm-hmm. So draft Roman to fucking, where'd he go? SmackDown? And then, like, halfway through the show, Baron Corbin, Cody Rhodes, and, uh, and, and the Bloodline all get traded as a package 
or take the bloodline out of it because they got drafted the raw and you want them together Two and Braun breaker and another NXT pick to be named later Four people for Roman to go. So it actually like, yeah, we swerved them that he was going here, but we're going to put the bloodline back over here, but make the fucking draft picks of Fox working, working against USA that USA really wanted them. And they're willing to give up these amount of guys. Like, these are the simple things that up the value of the dude you're working with. You know what I mean? And you could even split Paul Heyman like in there to be like, see him freaked out or he's the one that really masterminded it to get them to go over that way and politics yeah. and was slimy for it. Like, yeah, you have him go talk to the executive and be like, why don't you right. come talk to me over here? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? And then like you see them talking, you don't know what they're talking about. And then 20 minutes later, the freaking deal comes through and, Paul pulled the strings, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul could be fucked up because they, he got big league by the executives, has to go talk to the chief. But on the way back there, a Baron Corbin or somebody pulls him aside and being like, hold on a minute, man, I might have a solution for you. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, yeah. then Paul, he can worm his way back in before he has to go answer to the man. Like, all the, like you said, John, three minutes. That's what it took here on Friday locker room. And everything was just borrowed from reality, right? Like yeah, you didn't have or to create movies. some stupid yeah. thing like out of thin air. It's just like, hey, this is real. This was the real stakes. This is what people could relate to. People are familiar with. It's already like, sure, dude. ESPN runs shit about the NFL draft for like four months. Yep. You know here's, I mean? here's another guy who would have been great in that role as an advocate. WWE personality comments on rumored situation between Drew McIntyre and company on his recent podcast, Booker T discussed Drew McIntyre's status amidst the rumors of McIntyre possibly leaving the company when his contract expires. He said him not being in the tournament kind of says a little bit of something, right? Uh, this is about guys being able to make money. I'm not looking for a monopoly in wrestling. I'm not looking to keep a guy if I don't want to stay if I want a guy, if a guy wants to leave, let him leave. And Drew McIntyre is a guy that's put in work in WWE, not just once, but twice. So he knows what the system's all about. Any company in the world, he'll be a star. He can make money anywhere he wants. And the Wembley Stadium thing is just got to be too enticing, bro. Like you get to go be the guy that's going to be a huge get, a huge payday. And then when the heat dies off in 18 months, you can go you back. Go back. You go back at a bigger, bigger rate, bigger star. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's one hundred percent. That's what's happening, bro. One hundred percent. You already yeah. know. Uh, this was whack uh, from the. But Tony Monday, will make uh, him lose at Wembley somehow, some way to some fucking five foot Orange Cassidy. Watch. That'd be terrible. That'd be terrible. You gotta have him Watch. go over. Yeah. <laughs> lose. <laughs> um, backstage news regarding Becky Lynch's return on this week's Raw. Um, as seen on the May 8th edition, Becky made her first appearance since Trish Stratus turned against her. Becky punched Trish several times and then Trish escaped the ring. Becky only talked on the mic for a brief time till the segment ended. Uh, and Fightful says Becky Lynch was cut before she could get on the mic. However, we're told it wasn't supposed to be a substantial part of the promo. Fightful was told this program was continuing for quite a while and there's plenty of time to get that in. So cut the really it's like this segment sucks cut it <laughs> added on a high note which i've been in plenty of improv scenes where you're like somebody please save us with a sweep at it right here and uh i don't think it was the worst thing here was the worst thing cough button hold on is uh backstage i saw as a little wwe extra becky lynch goes and confronts the production room that that cut uh, her music in on on her promo she walks bare. Who did it? Who did it? Da, da, da. And somebody's no sound. Tell me who did it. 
guy who looks not too different from me, except with a better head of hair, stands up and goes, I'm sorry, it'll never happen again. It was a one-time only thing. I I just uh, hit the wrong button, da-da-da. And she goes, uh, and elbows him and knocks him out, hits him here, knocks him out, and he does the fake indie in the chair. I just got knocked out by a girl with one shot. Instead of hitting him, having the chair flip over, and him being like, oh, what the fuck? It looked so indie fucking 24-7 terrible, bro. Like, there's a spot to do the Dippin' Donuts 24-7 title with comedy guys that we keep doing it. This looked like that. This is she supposed to come back and, and have these things and she walks off all tough while the guy sits there, a six foot two guy knocked out off of one fucking phony ass elbow. It's things like that, that not only did they cut your music to like probably try and get a rise out of you, but then you do that thing and that makes it to TV. You look twice as stupid now. Dude. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, if you're going to have that kind of like a woman confronting a man kind of thing, like, Make it a little more believable. I've never seen a woman walk up to a man and elbow him in the face ever. I mean, yeah. start scratching and clawing, right? Like, pull his fucking shirt over his head, you know? <laughs> like, give him the old hockey fight shit. Like, like that's more believable than, ha You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And that's what it leg. was. Glass, <laughs> glass of water in the face, anything like that. You know anything. what I mean? On, yeah. on, on the fucking production shit where she looks like a bitch about it and, like, uh, now he's got it. Now, now he's not going to be able to do sound for anybody. If I can't have the sound the right way, nobody can have it. Yeah, you just so that spot, dude. <sighs> it looks so bad. It looks so bad. And what does that say too? Like that Trish Stratus is the most over chick in this whole thing. <laughs> She's been gone for twenty years. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, Trish Stratus comments on the state of women's wrestling in twenty twenty three. Uh, she was on satins out of character, maybe you're killing it. Uh, she says, I think there's always room for improvement in any industry, right? Well, there really is. I mean, I think it's great. I'm very happy to see the women fit into the grand scheme. I think we are represented. Well, mm. honestly, still come to, yeah, honestly, still come to be able to come to this, into this landscape. And I see well, that's, that's weird. Still come to be able to come into this landscape now and see how I can adapt. And it's been fun. And no, I don't think it's ever going to, it's going to be ever changing. I mean, the thing about wrestling is it's always changing. It's ever changing. Okay. This is killing me. Uh, this is all hearsay. And, and really the bottom line is these girls can't get over on their own because their NXT acting skills are so subpar that they needed to bring back a MILF from 20 years ago to help get them over and give them some credibility. Cause you can't just walk out there and say you're the man and do catch breath promos and um, slap your ass and whip your hair around or go fucking ding dong. Hello? And think that's not going to get over doing a half-assed Sally Jesse Raphael thing where people knock on a door. You know, isn't it funny that we all go through this millennial level of fucking terrible performance and coming through a performance center that's got your mind gassed up that you're ready for the road, but really you're at about a second grade level when you need to be at a 12th grade level? That's what she's saying without saying any of all that right there, bro. It's yeah. ever-changing. It's ever-changing changing and some i'm not saying it's changed but the girls did a good job and now it's changing okay let me see him changing that's all i want to see let's get a slide camera honestly i mean that's what got trish uh, Stratus over, it right? goes on and on and on being fucking hot you know she could work yeah. but she was hot and she yeah. had no problem being marketed as such all these chicks you start marketing them like they're fucking some hot piece of ass they're gonna be like i am not an object okay 
Right. I am a I'm a performer. Right. They'll I'm say that, and then they'll and then Bailey will come out with uh, pants on that show her ass because out. that's yeah, a, that's all like, we got left. Okay. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. You you know what sells? Don't fuck it. and then pretend to me it's like your arm drags or what's bringing people right, in there. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's right. your tits and your ass. Like, I wonder. Uh, you know, we haven't heard from at all, and was supposed to be is probably one of the worst botches and restarts since probably Alistair Black is uh, Lacey Evans. You're oh. uh, gone out of the picture right now, too, right? Well, you already know. Like, she had to be like a Vince project, and then Vince hands on, Vince hands off, Vince hands back on again. Or, or was it Triple H hands on, and Steph says hands off, and now she's Ooh. off? I mean, anything's <laughs> possible. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, let's see. Uh, WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer possibly being involved in a Goldberg retirement event. Uh, uh, during uh, House of Wrestling longtime promoter Rick Bassman discussed potential Goldberg retirement event, brought up uh, how WWE Hall of Famer Stinger could be involved. He says, first of all, I'm actively in touch with Bill. I'm working on a date right now. I don't promote much these days, but every now and then something fun comes up and it's worth diving into. So working on a day in Jerusalem, Israel for September of this year, and that would involve potentially Goldberg and Sting. Then on the latter, you have AEW clearance issues, of course. So that's something I really hope to put together only because I've been in touch actively with Bill and then also his agent, Barry Bloom, who's a longtime good friend. Uh, they're working on exactly what you described, but to my knowledge, it still needs all needs to be nailed down. Now that said, I would have, a, I would not be surprised to see Bill end up at back in WWE for something massive. Um, yeah, man, that's cool. In Israel, the only problem is not a problem. Obviously everyone knows Bill's uh, from the chosen, chosen tribe, we've never played up the Jewish thing with him that much, you know, and now yeah. we're going to go to Israel to do the big Shabbat Shalom fucking tradition, you know, go home show like, uh, you know, in front of everybody. That's cool. I mean, that's, that's for his own, you know, uh, purpose and, 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 and his career, how he wanted to, that's great. But if we're going to play a little bit of a uh, fucking, we got Jews in the house. Let's tie them all together, bro. Like we've said before, the 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 guy that should come in to face Wardlow, that should have, uh, you know, been the next big barrier from MJF where they should have leveled up Wardlow and to, and to tie uh, the tribe of Levi all together, man. And I would even get Barry Horowitz and fucking Cole Cabana in on that motherfucker, dude. Let's, let's, let's do something that's interesting if we're really going to promote uh, the Jewish culture and, and celebrate Jewish wrestlers, not just do a one-off in Israel because Goldberg's the most over fucking uh, lion of Zion that's ever been like put, put it out there and, and let's really shape it up. And people even saying the word Jew, sometimes depending on how you say it, people lose their mind. It's anti-Semitic. And, but then we're like, we're all Jews and like, Oh, okay. So it is or isn't like, what's going on pal <laughs> you know uh and the oh, dude the most fun not the most fun but some of the best moments i had were working those megan brothers shows in um in toronto for uh their entire like the most wealthy uh, synagogue that there is in toronto uh, i think the tickets are like 400 bucks but it's a full buffet uh, everybody's on the show, meet and greet, everything. And and a lot of those Orthodox Jews, they've never even watched wrestling. So you hit a stunner and you're the first guy they've seen do it ever. You know what I mean? So uh, those those shows were great and they enjoyed it. So I, I don't think there needs to be 
a diehard built-in WWE audience. They'll just be pumped that, uh, you know, one of their own is uh, the kings of wrestling and that they came home. So it'll be cool. I think it'll sell well uh, as much as the Ric Flair one did uh, on online for, for people to tune in. It'll draw locally, like you said, like the, the people that don't see it get to see it. Like it's it's like dinner and a movie for them. And then mm. it's just all, it's all brand new. Yeah. And then it's just like, those are the best shows to work <laughs> the best because yeah. it's like a chop is like, Oh yeah. yeah. You, know, you get a high spot out of that. And it's I, like Goldberg's cool guy, man. Every interaction I ever had with that dude, super humble, super nice guy came by ATT, you know, hung out, just saw, come see Kimbo and King Mo and them gave us tickets to WrestleMania. I didn't need to do any of that stuff. Like that's cool, man. Super cool dude, man. And, uh, you know, I, I hope it's whatever it is. I hope he just gets the biggest payday possible. And it's uh, it's something for him to uh, to look back on and be happy with the way to close the book and end the final chapter of it. And Because I know he's, he's not really wild about uh, the whole wrestling part of pro yeah. wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it, for him, it was a way to provide for his family and everything. And I think uh, for him just to get some closure on his career, because he really felt like at a point, like just personally talking to him that like wrestling fans hated him. You know what I mean? And people didn't like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, a guy like that's a freak show and you want to get money out of them and put them through the WCW power plant quick, but then guys are going to resent him, especially master politickers that he's going to about to get thrown in the deep end with. So probably the best attitude to take is to just look at it like this and not be an addict and Mark for the business, you know, so he can, he can do what he needs to do. And then when he came to WWE, he did some show and prove matches where he had to really stand up and, and deliver some were shitters. And I've been there myself, so I can't, can't comment uh, on anybody's work rate when it comes to that dude. So uh, big, big money, obviously a, a top guy. And uh, I think that they'll do some good, but like I said, I think AEW could really benefit by putting the money behind them and, Letting help and run that show coming off Wembley, come off of Wembley and fucking do Goldberg's retirement. That's nice international look for your company right there, you know. Oh, and then let him go back to WWE and fucking do one so long. See ya. Yeah, you go know? do a Saudi payday. But yeah, you got during the, uh, during Hanukkah or something. Fucking yeah, you got that Wembley show, and it's basically the same thing. It's uh, you know absence makes the heart grow fonder right so like they've mm -hmm. never had anything over there remotely at top end uh you know promotion like they get those small ones anything comes over there AEW coming over there for the first time it's a big event you know what i mean you go to jerusalem yeah. you have a guy like goldberg it's gonna be a big event those are the kind of crowds you want because those are going to give you those rabid audiences that are actually happy sure. to be there that you know, you'll have some women mixed in, possibly, you know. Yeah, me and Blaze, me and Blaze Haram will feed for him. Where are the Palestine black and white colors? He can, he can kill both of us. That was my other thing. Was like, <laughs> dude, who's going to be the heel with him well, and Sting? Sting, uh, yeah, well, they'll baby, baby, but Sting will wear black and white, so that's Palestine. So Sting's got to be the heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, bring back Muhammad Hassan, dude. Yeah, never. <laughs> what the fuck? Bring back Muhammad Hassan. I'm right here. Well, tag you, dude. Uh, against Sting he Goldberg. can't. His, uh, his school board won't let him do anything. He, he had like a small window where he went out and did some stuff. And now that he's a uh, legit principal, they can't have the cancel culture. <clears throat> yeah, but he's still fight. He fucking looks good. That guy, dude, he gets up, runs 10 miles every fucking day, man. He's a beast. Ew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, bro. 
know. If I had to, if I had to deal with uh, teachers all day long too at a high school, yeah. I'd fucking, I'd need something to to get my rage out too. You gotta get some um, bumping. Uh, this one during an appearance on Chris Jericho's podcast, Mark Briscoe commented on WWE deciding to not sign him and his brother uh, Jada contracts. He says. Uh, Everybody was saying, we really like you. I really think we're going to bring you guys on. I guess it was a week or two after we got home, and we were just waiting to hear back because they'll say, we'll let you know. Uh, John Laurinaitis told me, yeah, we really like your guys' stuff, but we think we're going to pass on you for right now. Let us know if you guys want another try. Well, yeah, well, how about right now? Let's get another try right now. Uh, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Then I guess when he talked to Jay, he as he called Jay either right before he called me or you know, Jay right after he called me, he says, Man, you know what he told me? He said, we're not uh, cosmetically pleasing enough. Yeah, duh. <laughs> That's what makes them stand out. The Viking Raiders aren't really cosmetically pleasing enough. They look different. And the fact that these guys would have been the perfect dudes to have Stone Cold in their corner and fucking get it over. And there's tons of money. Now, if they said it was from the cancel culture because of the LGBTQ stuff, it could be. You know, like that's just they they would have used that excuse, but they didn't hear one of uh, 50 Laurenitis excuses that they could have thrown down there. But they they're they missed out again, bro. These guys were made fucking indie guys that would have been great crossover would have Usos versus Briscoes and fucking NXT would have been top notch, you know, and uh, can smoke 90 percent of your roster. You know, even your top guys, Jay fucking Briscoe was a better promo then. And Mark was a a phenomenal uh, backup character that everybody would have been into, bro, that you could have turned uh, a crash Holly run with with Mark out of that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think Cornette said it like a week ago, too. Like, they totally just fucked that one up bad when big time they had all that, you know, sympathy they could have used off the tragic magic, man, and just have mark go after mjf and get abused you know and yeah. just milk that sympathy milk that sympathy milk that sympathy nobody's had a real baby face that can get behind like that like in how many years you know yeah i Whereas popped like last they, night that was his thing just coming down saying he was going to be a uh, guest referee got over more than almost anything else on the show yeah like if you would have did that right right like if you would have given him the journey of just like the chase the chase the chase the chase yeah. the chase and like i'm gonna do this for my brother like bro <sighs> Uh, instead we're just <laughs> yeah. fucking pillars and whatever and the jungle boy is just like i don't know well man like they like 90210 a lot apparently yeah. but if you well, like I've him that much and that's why that guy from behind the scenes did so oh yeah I mean, yeah he said some things to some people that like i you know i've rubbed them the wrong way and sure. i guess his attitude from what was taken from that uh stooge from london or whatever it was where they had that conference like that mm-hmm. is on point with who that guy is so uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that guy works his way out the door eventually just fucking slap him around a couple times in the ring you'll fucking oh, get it uh, it's not no like he's gonna he's not gonna bow up on you and do anything because if he does you fucking shut him down hard don't tempt me with a good time <laughs> Dude, i've been itching for that one. Uh, yeah uh, i'll tell you off there but it's like dude people like that like 
that guy's like a pillar like whatever bro Maybe yeah dude no that's a that's a buddy job from the hardcore mark out pwg era never really went and cut his teeth anywhere that parents paid for his fucking ring in the backyard mentorship shit and i'm not sure he, i'm not saying he didn't put in the hours and training but even the presentation that we're not doing tiger beat and we're not making them Dylan McKay part two. And we don't have the nine Oh two one Oh hits. Dun, 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 dun. Bro, After, he spends all that money, right? Like on all those other stupid, the TNT NBA sound and shit. Like you're yeah. not getting the nine Oh two one Oh music. Not, yeah. And you're Even not going to go out version. Pay, yeah. yeah. You're not going to go out and pay. What's your name? Uh, spelling. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to show up. Yes. Like... Tori Spelling, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, like just yes. to be there in a fucking thing in the back. Yeah, yeah. dude. But and when you just cut to them, like with Anna Jay and they get into it with fucking Ty and all them. Bro, it, the fact that they haven't taken like the three biggest storylines or two biggest storylines in the history of 90210 and then just done the repackage Re- and bring it back, like yeah. and modernized it with him and fucking the girlfriend. Like you're fucking Sammy, Gu- Sammy Guevara's right in there, bro. Yeah, like, you're like, fucking idiots yeah miss 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 after miss. all the money in the world ain't gonna fucking give you brains brother the last thing those guys look like if you're to think what a pillar actually is roman coliseum type stuff you know or greek pillars you know in athens and all that shit strong very tall intimidating these guys not that strong at all short zero intimidation and we so you're using a word that is the exact opposite of what they're visually presenting yeah bro i grew up on sid vicious you know what i mean like yeah that's a fucking pillar you know what i mean you look at that guy you're like i'm a pain yeah yeah jungle boy at walmart you're gonna be like i will take this guy turn him upside down and mop aisle four through six with him like it ain't like there's nothing he's gonna do to stop it yeah, like, you walk by, I walk sit, by, and like, just be like, "Nice hair, asshole," and fucking yeah. keep walking. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, what the hell? Nice hair, you know asshole. Too. You just, you just gave all the money you can make with that guy, like, because that's the only way you're gonna make money. With him. And, and now to, and now to kind of try and do what we just explained is almost too little, too late. It's way like too to turn late. it into like a, you know, oh, Brandon, I just don't know, and and you know, to to talk to the Bucks in a certain way, but. I think if we stopped, took him off TV, and then brought that back with like a maybe give him a major head injury or something, and in his mind he snaps, and, and the whole world is nine hundred two one zero, and then everybody who comes into his fucking world, we see it in a certain stylized way through his eyes. That's about the only so way good. we can get it off off the ground now. So good, that is your one shot. <laughs> that is your one shot because if you don't make that like play. Because oh, can't, can't you see the Bucks like walk in with Brandon Color? Oh, hey, Brandon. And then and then and then they go against so the lockers good. and they're cool guys too and shit like that. But so then good. when they walk out of the scene, there's something else completely. Or they come in their stooge and like, hey, did you hear fucking so and so left left Anna J a mm. fucking like yeah, 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 card yeah. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. right. Like, oh. You know? Yeah, I and then hear that, man. come on come on like why is this not fucking it's right there just grab it i gotta write them an email this week um they don't uh, former wwe and wcw star teases a return to the wrestling ring after years of interact of inactivity uh stevie richard says he's coming back no i'm just kidding (laughs) uh during an appearance of developmentally speaking uh former star mark jindrak uh commented on 
potential return to the ring. Jindrak, who has not wrestled since 2018, said the following. says, lately, I've been getting into good shape again, so I feel like a resurgence. Get me a resurgence. I kind of have an itch to take some uh, more wrestling shows, but maybe that could see me wrestling more in the U.S. I don't know. That's one thing I look back on and have a little bit of regret. I wish I would have uh, maybe cut Mexico a little earlier and come back and did some stuff in the U.S. I still think there's a chapter to write, honestly. Um, yeah, man, uh, that'd be a, a great fucking dude to have on your indie show as a big spotlight guy to bring in because he hasn't been around for a while. And if he looks even remotely like he fucking used to, he's going to dwarf everybody in your locker room and look like a fucking beast. So uh, that was an interesting name there. And guy who's kind of been laying low the last decade, I'd say, you know. Yeah, I was like, I was going to say, get back in shape. Like, the only thing I can remember that guy was him being a fucking unit. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He was a unit in, uh, what was it, him and O'Hare? Yeah, Jinrak yeah. and O'Hare, yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking, that's, dude, okay? We, that's a tag team, okay? Yeah. Like, And then you look at guys like these little fucking powder puffs. Oh, God. Yeah, and, like, and those guys were lower mid-card at the time, and that's no snock on them. That's just that they didn't have the over against Triple H and all those guys. Chuck Palumbo as well, right? And has to get reinvented, yeah. reinvented in the game. Chronic, yeah, and, uh, Chronic. Brian Adams and, uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Freaking Adam Bomb. Yeah, you know, high dosage. Yeah, yeah, uh, high dosage. <laughs> uh, speculation. <laughs> That was actually a rib there. So it was high voltage, right? Kenny Chaos. Yeah, and Kenny fucking Chaos. Giving, in OVW, they put Ryback and um, who the fuck was it? Ryback's high dosage. Ryback, Ryback and uh, it, it might have been Charles Evans. I can't remember, but they call him high dosage instead of high voltage. It was a good rib just for the That's office. so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're only daily tagged for like six weeks, but it was good. They should have called him climate change. Yeah, well, uh, speculation regarding the returns of Miro and Thunder Rosa to AEW TV. If you were watching along with us last night in the AEW self-help group, twitch.tv slash Hami Media. Thanks, T. Uh, we, we were like, oh, there he is. And he walks right by the question and walks into Tony's office like he don't give a fuck. And then we don't see him at the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tony comes out and does a big Annie and does a pretty good job with his big Annie last night. And you think Miro's going to fucking, I thought that's where Miro might walk on to be like, mm -hmm. you know, no, we just never see him again. And we see Thunder Rosa backstage. Who's had plenty of dirt sheet, you know, hearsay about the controversy of her injuries or how the women's locker room over there is as petty, if not worse than WWE can be. And that all that plays into it. And she's like, it's a good night to talk to the boss. She goes in the office, uh, like to go office them. Never seen from again. So either uh, they're, they've been murdered inside Tony's office. They either found the secret stash and are still up and having a good time in there right now. Or like we have no content follow-up. And I think it's probably maybe a little of all three. Yeah. It could be the Forbidden Door. They opened it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Pandora's it's, box. Yeah, it's par for the course, right? Like that's that's what they do, and it's kind of funny too, because like I I haven't been paying attention too much to that heels or whatever they call it. What do they call it? All access. Uh, yeah, all access. Right. So I left that on like I don't know, like two weeks ago or whatever, and uh, my fiance Lisa, she's oblivious to wrestling, so like her takes on it are always the best. So she sees this and she just like watches for a couple minutes and to her, like completely oblivious to everything. She's like, this Britt Baker chick's a real cunt. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, she's the baby face. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm kind of feeling for the freaking uh, the thunder chick. And I'm like, oh, mm. yeah, well. Give it a week. Give it a week. Yeah. <laughs> They'll switch spots. They'll well, give yeah, it they had week. her like officing freaking Shivani, officing this one, officing that yeah. one. I'm like, you're right. She's coming off as the fucking cunt, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the quick update on this was um, says uh, Miro Debrani because he's been on the shelf for a while, so he could have been one of the new stars for the Saturday show. And then uh, Rosa, Rosa's back is really bad. I was kind of surprised she's been at the tapings every week, and I know when she's training in the ring, they showed one of them on All Access, and granted, that was months ago. But I've uh, heard still when she's training, she's hurting a lot. Her back is not better. They reintroduced her, so I don't know what the role would be. I didn't get the impression she was ready to return uh, so quickly. Uh, yeah, man, once your back is fucking feeling it, dude, it takes a long, long time. Like, just these three weeks alone, uh, the the last three or four days, I find myself, whether I'm at uh, the Horseshoe Genetics shop or even at, at UWE practice, leaning over on the middle rope, and I'm bent over, like, slightly, and just to relieve that. And then I'll stand up, and I can walk around, and I feel fine. But it's that in-between 45 degrees that – I don't know what it is, man, uh, of what's yeah. going on, but uh, it, it, coming up quick on 46 years old here, uh, it's catching up to me faster and faster. You didn't have to do the on 46. Jack. I didn't think you're 46, you didn't have to. dude. I thought, I, I thought you were <laughs> like, right yeah. there with me, like 38. No, I fucking wish, man. Uh, yeah, coming up in August, day uh, day after Vince's birthday, pal. Ooh, coincidence? Actually, am I a day before him or a day after? He's a 20. He's 22nd or 24th. I can't remember. Elvis died on my birthday. Though. Somebody had to take over. Um, yeah, that, no. back, that back <laughs> shit. It's no joke, man. And like the yeah. longer you're out of the ring, there really is like a ring shape. So it's yeah. like once you start bumping again, it's like it does more damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah, more. You got it. But it's like if you're doing it every week, you're like, eh, eh, I'm mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of callous to it. Yeah, and uh, I had heard shoulder and neck as well for her, and I don't doubt that it's all three and that, uh, yeah. you know, people only have part of the story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at the way they, all those girls work, bro. Like, mm. could you imagine somebody going with Bret Hart and coming out, like, my neck, my back, my yeah. this, my that. Dude, the guy who made sure nobody got hurt. Those women I'm watching, I'm like, <clears throat> Right. Nobody <clears throat> gives a shit. Like, fucking – slamming their backs into the apron and shit and it's, it means nothing you know what i mean yeah they, like it unlimited how about lives. how about miro walking up in cargo shorts sneakers and cool guy yeah. shirt too man like uh i don't know like i, I, I almost would have you know what would have been better instead of that of walking in and not being there is let tony do his big annie and uh and on the way back he runs into rosa and she wants to talk to him he has to give her the office. He's like, definitely after the show tonight, let's you and I sit down. Right now, I'm super busy. I have to get back. Da, da, da. And he opened, and she's okay, cool with it. She got her time that set up, opens the office door like Tony's stressed, and Miro's sitting there. All we need to do is to see him. Yeah, do the. Yeah. Yeah. Or he comes up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but you know, all that would be fucking anything that to show don't tell where he thinks he's out of the woods, as opposed to walk and go in and then we never get a follow up. Let's do it the opposite way. 
start and here's a here's an improv trick that they would teach us because uh when you're introducing characters or you see somebody doing something like that we're always waiting to get to the it of the scene so even if they were going to have an interaction we'd have to have the introduction the reintroduction the da 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 till we get what the fuck they want to and you can feel that point in a scene usually happens about 90 seconds in of okay here's where we should have started if you start in the middle of a scene you're already way past that uh, lame character build that to find out what our stakes are. And with him opening the door, we could have started in the middle and with a look, known what the fuck Miro wanted without saying anything. And yeah, Tony's no response would have been right there. Now we're already chopped off the front end, which is entrances. He's serious and doesn't want to talk like, no, like, so these are basics that I allegedly know. Dude, that's, I, I wouldn't have never even thought of that, but mm. when you lay it out like that, it makes so much more sense. It's because my improv teachers have seen so many shitty scenes that they just want you to get to it. And they're like, the point, no, right? this is how the fuck we get to it. And here's how you trim the fat. Half yeah, I try short, to use that, like, even with emails and stuff. Like even when I type something, I'm like, how do I make this shorter and sweeter? Mm. Like it's just bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, that's uh Jizzer Wu Tang, bro. Make it half short and twice strong. Yeah, you getting make yeah, it brief, you know, son. Make it brief, son. Like Christian last night, dude. That yeah, was a yeah. Promo. So that was definitely, and I can't wait to cover that on AEW self help group too. Uh, group. group, or light the fuse rather. But yeah, Christian. The rest of the show is what it is, and then Christian goes, "Here's how you do this, guys." <laughs> you know, yeah, here's how uh, they do this. Give me, give me my time in the intermission between the second and the third period of the Leafs game because that's yeah. what I'm really here for is to right, watch this right. with my friends. And then I'm gonna go out here and I'm like, I'm gonna make the best part of your show before the like, dude. Literally, as he walked through the curtain, the puck dropped for the third period. I was like, this guy's uh, the, guy the best, <laughs> best I've ever seen. And none of it has to do with really getting over Luchasaurus either. That's no, good, but the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was heat that he has no problem carrying, right? Nope. Like the rest of these people, they would never say that Arn Anderson mm -hmm. should be like, I don't want Arn to think something about me. About Arn. <laughs> yeah, because oh, Arn's, so Arn's probably done enough dirt on him when he was in WWE with him as a fucking agent as well that he has, oh, has yeah. no problem. Yeah, we've known the things that that motherfucker said, you know? Yeah. Um, I love Kat that. <laughs> Katana Chance and Caden Carter, they had no idea they were being called up to the WWE main roster. Uh, they were there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if we need to go into this, but because uh, we were pretty, we were actually pretty sure that it wasn't happening. She said, "I'm busting open." Not only did we not know, but we thought they that we weren't getting drafted at all, uh, especially when NXT Women's Tag Champs got called up, and we thought that the team. That was the team they were taking. That's it. And at 1030 at the watch party, we thought it was over. Then they said our names. <laughs> um, yeah, man. One was on American Ninja Warrior and whatnot. Good. But uh, the first two girls they called up looked small, like Becky Lynch body doubles. Then these girls stand up, and they're four inches shorter than, than those girls were. And, you know, it's women's wrestling or what have you. But are any of them prepared to cut the promo, to carry anything? All this is is – we've got women's tag titles and we need more bodies because in the division we've only got three teams and we've ran through all those combinations so we need more girls to feed and if these girls botch and don't get over in a way that hit row did or hot wheels feed or they make girls that aren't that great already look even worse it's not going to be a blessing to be called up too early uh, it's going to be 
uh, let's put the heat on them and scapegoat them. And these girls don't have what it takes. And we'll see them in impact in another six months, possibly. Do you think that's something with the, you know, the last minute of the whole thing kind of being like, well, NXT is not going to be here in three months. So if we're going to use these girls, we got to use them now. That's interesting. That's interesting. I was like, I got taken like Ray would probably be in vet would probably be the guys to talk to about that. But like yeah. who left that roster and like what's left there, right? Like if all the properties that could potentially be money makers are off that. How about show, the, right? how about the ones they didn't use Grayson Waller? We've seen that guy up and down off the main roster and there's plenty mm-hmm. on them. Is Braun he hurt Bra- bad though? Like I think I heard a whole bunch of them got hurt. Like a week Is it? Or two I know. Yeah. In, in the show. I mean, everybody's working yeah, everybody hurt all the time. Hurt. Yeah, um, because nobody's working for real. They're all fucking being stupid and getting their shit in. Uh, Braun Breaker, probably because of the Rick Steiner stuff, you know, with yeah. Giselle Shaw. Um, there was another one too. I like the guy who's like the big Von Wagner guy. He would oh, have been uh, fucking, yeah. Dijak? No, no, his name's Von Wagner. He's like Von oh, Wagner. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, Dijak. We don't got fucking Dijak on it. He's a Randy Orton fucking you know equal look like as far as talent and athleticism and size goes but we're gonna take these four girls up okay and zoe stark's gonna debut and beat the shit out of nikki cross like no stakes out of nowhere no nothing it's just uh yeah man uh it's interesting of why they would bring them up and does it tell a bigger tale of nxt and what may happen with endeavor next i'm not sure maybe yeah because for them to even like the way they kind of said it was like, Oh, we thought the watch party was over and everything was over. And then they called our names. Like, I almost feel like they're not, they, they're not smart enough to work it. Like that's kind of like a real answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, they're and not. Like, Especially if they're getting kayfabe. I mean, I doubt they're working it. They're getting kayfabe. I'm being called up. So we get a genuine response. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see the genuine response when it's best of luck in your future endeavors, unfortunately. Oh, when are those um, coming? They haven't. Uh, I don't know. There's still, been, huh? not been no bloodbath yet, you know? Usually it's like right around now, right? Like mm-hmm. April. Um, we'll see if this one comes off, though, for the women's tag division. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, excuse me, won a dream match against Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. Uh, so, so that's... <laughs> We better get deal just for a little while longer so we can train uh, these uh, hoes about uh, how to get in the ring and not kill anybody. But uh, I don't know, man. Can Cardi B and Megan the Stallion carry a match like fucking, uh, you know, Logan Paul and Bad Bunny, dude? And the fact that these are the girls that they wanted to, I mean, they would definitely have mainstream draw and appeal. There's no doubt about it, but uh, you'd have to really, really work hard uh like getting this match wired for three four months all right here like the chick they need to go after is the freaking lsu chick that's the gimmick yeah she's young enough and an athlete and in that nil position to where they could cross her over and freaking uh, the bayou barbie or whatever they call her like she's the one that you would cross over with because there's an actual appeal to her performing athletic endeavors like right dude, no, nobody looks at cardi b and is like oh i bet you kick somebody's ass yeah but you know, but, you know the, the nil chick isn't really known i mean cardi b the value is being like oh that chick got such big heel heat off of beating the, the iowa girl like they were talking about oh, her really? everywhere dude she got she got paid too bro she got paid. Right. she's everywhere I, i'm telling you like if you're gonna do that and do it right like that's for women like you gotta grab somebody that's gonna be physically intimidating right like yeah. she's like six foot three you know 
And if she grabbed like one of these little five foot girls by the throat. Yeah. Right. Well, John, really, at the end of the day, she don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she's basically got the Cardi B look, but she's an actual athlete, right. you know, and the Cardi B like gimmick, you know. Right, like, right, right, right. I would use that because then it just crosses over too with ESPN and everything else and Endeavor. And I, mean, I, don't know. I wouldn't bring in both Megan the Stallion and Cardi B. I'd fucking have them separate to use one first and then maybe the second one and have that girl tag with her to cover in order to, to help uh, protect them. But the draw would be there, no doubt about it, you know. Yeah, I'd grab the two LSU chicks. I'd grab the other one, too, and have them. I mean, they're the national champions, right? Like it's, That's, like, better than a Grammy Award winner, right? Like, you're talking about a real athlete. Deuce, he's talking about grabbing chicks again. We're going to need more NDAs down here, pal. <laughs> uh, our final uh, story of the day, Soraya uh, says she's been dealing with a health issue that affects her ability to wrestle. I, I'm going to use that. Wasn't she medically thing. cleared? <laughs> like, and like she was screaming it from like yeah. the mountaintops, like, oh, well, I'm medically cleared. Look at well, that wasn't cleared. their big heat that she wasn't. And somebody yes. brought it up right before the pay-per-view. And then they had yeah. to do a fucking, no, you're cleared. Uh, yeah. Sign this, by the way. Uh, she says, uh, baby gal, everyone has an opinion on you. It's so frustrating. Uh, growing up so young, the thing that used to bother me the most out of everything is the way they would look at my weight because everyone has an opinion about your uh, lately as well. Uh, they'll turn it back around. They'll tell me that I'm looking bigger than usual, and I want to tell them, listen, I'm getting older. I have really bad endometriosis. My belly swells up. I get endo belly, and so it swells up for a couple of weeks, and it's really, really painful, and I try to hide it. Uh, that's why I can't wrestle when my belly is like that. I can't wear wrestling gear. It's too swollen. It's really painful for me to experience, and then people will just think I'm fat, and I'm just like, you have no idea because everyone has an opinion, baby girl. Um, yeah, I'm not going to down a, a girl's uh, fucking or anybody's medical condition if that's the way it is. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty but, familiar with that because yeah. <laughs> Lisa has it, but that shit's crippling, you know? Yeah. And the last thing she should be thinking about is wrestling, like when she's right. dealing with that. Right. And uh, I don't know, dude. Like, you're a chick, dude. You know, like, people are always going to tell you you're too fat or too skinny or whatever. Like guys deal with that too, bro. Like, yeah. Like especially in a visual business like this, you know? And yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully it's it. not as debilitating to uh, that. She can't perform at Wembley. Well, no, what she's saying the... there with the endometriosis, a much bigger deal than having any kind of just like little extra cushion dude. that. Yeah. It's crippling. Like it'll put you on your hands and your knees screaming, crying, you know, like, yeah. cause basically it's just like your whole, uterus is going through like a shedding of mm. and it's yeah classic um, uterus sheds deuce classic uterus sheds yeah lisa goes through it dude and it's it's brutal you know she's Whoa. vomiting she's crying oh. you know I've been through a similar with with kidney stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to die quick? That's a great way to do it. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah, I've been through with kidney stone, so I can fucking definitely relate to that shit. But uh, hopefully it's not hurting her to the point where she can't perform and uh, have her big moment at Wembley and kind of clock out there. But the reality is probably never should have been cleared to get should back in the yeah, ring. You should be in there. Like, so. dude, uh, you know, well, like, there's millions of things you could be doing. And, like, dude, taking bumps. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> 
don't know if people are freaking crazy. Yeah, just paint a paint a green owl on me and we'll be good, sis. Yeah. Uh but y'all uh, man, we were good here today with the Florida man himself checking in. John, I can't say thanks enough as always, bud. And it was great to have you back on the Friday locker room. Always have a a great time talking that real shiz and getting the inside Trumpy Trump stooge. And hopefully the helicopters come for me soon enough and uh, I can go down there and, and play 18 holes and hit out of the sand traps in Florida myself. Yeah, the Trump helicopters, not the riddle ones. We don't want yeah, the riddle no. helicopters showing up. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, as he spins it around. Uh, but y'all, uh, you guys, uh, you can uh, check out John uh, nowhere because he does not want to be found. Uh, and uh, you know where we are, channelattitude.com, Hami Media Group, everything going down, horseshoegenetics.com style. I'll do the cameos if you want them. And uh, y'all, uh, thanks for following, subscribing, infidels. It's been the Friday Locker Room here, channelattitude.com. This is the Hustler at Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hami Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him. <laughs>